Crystal Chronicles, the podcast born about Sailor Moon Crystal. And here are your hosts, Maku-chan, Seiya, Yaten, and Ranma. Hello, and welcome to the Crystal Chronicles, a Sailor Moon podcast dedicated to all things Sailor Moon Crystal. On this podcast, we will discuss the latest episodes and compare them to the original anime and manga. You will get our opinions of the series, animation, voices, and anything else you could possibly think of that ties into the greatness that is Sailor Moon. I warn you now that we will be talking about spoilers, so if you haven't seen the latest episodes, don't complain to us. As an aside, this is going to cover Act 35 and 36 because of a snafu, but that's okay. I'm sorry. It's okay. It happens. We love my, you. <laughs> my name is Mako-chan, and with me for this podcast is a group of people just as obsessed as I am about Sailor Moon. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. Introduce yourselves. Oh, God. So, I'm Saya, and I'm really tired. I'm really tired. What is, what's, your, what's your name, asshole? I introduced myself. <laughs> I think asshole works. This is my wife, asshole. But, uh, Mako-chan, if she's asshole, does that mean I have to give up the title of asshole now? Hell no. Okay, good. I'm Ranma, and I'm on my third thing of iced coffee. Well, it was buy one, get one free Starbucks at um, CVS, so you can't go wrong with that. That's very nice. Too bad we don't have CVS out here. I miss that. Well, what do y'all have out there? Walgreens. Mostly Walgreens. There's one Rite Aid in town. Which will soon become um, CVS. It's been there for years. Oh, yeah. It's been there for a long time. But, yeah, for me, I actually prefer Walgreens over Rite Aid. I mean, there's one near me, but it's a bit of a schlep. But I'd rather... It's either CVS or Walgreens for me. I prefer Walgreens. You said schlep. 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 I prefer Walgreens because they have, in their frozen little food section, um fried pickles that you eat in the oven and they're very tasty i can get behind that what about schlep are y'all making fun of my accent again that's not an accent that's just you know jewish local diction that's all Uh uh-huh yeah he's a local dick all right hey you watch your mouth anyway god Let's start this off with uh, Infinity Nine, which is Infinity Labyrinth Two. Infinity Nine. All right, I'm grabbing my manga because, uh, as those of you who follow the podcast may or may not remember, Yatsen and I had a very large convention this weekend, so we're about three sheets to the wind. Oh, I got the wrong manga. All right. Anyway, so yes, Infinity Nine. Is that where it open up to pretty much we see um, Chibiusa lying on her deathbed, per se? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, we have to remember this. So she died. That was weird. And they let her, let them walk out of the hospital with her body, which was even more weird. Yeah, but, you know, they did that in the manga, minus the whole death part. She wasn't quite dead yet. <laughs> okay, so now we're getting, like, a Monty Python reference slash 
Princess Knight, right? Like she's not. But all there's dead. a difference between she's checking only your mostly dead. No, there's a difference between checking your kid out AMA and then there's a checking your kid out DOA. So. Mm. Well, you could say she was on life support because uh, Mamoru did give her some type of energy, you know, to keep things going. So. Yeah, but that was after he got back to his place. Yeah. Yeah. That was after they let her get cold, basically. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, ten. <laughs> so, Infinity Nine basically starts off with um, Mistress Nine swallowing the crystal. And stupid ass lip, like, yeah, Wade may say more. Mm-hmm. And Hitaru basically going, Son of a bitch. Yep, this is gonna be harder than I expected. So, yeah, for um, for this, what was everybody's thoughts? Uh, let's see, I remember I made uh, comments about how they were they made the otters be a little more ruthless. Because in the manga, they made it out to where, you know, Mistress Nine took over Hotaru's body at this point. So she's now, um, I keep wanting to say Faji because, you know, I'm a Stars fan. Mm-hmm. She's, uh, her host is supposed to be gone. So they're saying, you know, we're going to put her out of her misery, you know. So they made it out to be a mercy killing in the manga. But in this one, nah, they're just going to freaking kill her. They didn't. They didn't put any any nice spin on it at all. It's just like nope, killer. So you know the the outers are stupidly ruthless in this. I mean, not stupidly, amazingly ruthless. I should say. I get where they're coming from. If you have a choice between one person and you know the, the six world. the six billion currently sitting on the planet, what are you gonna do, man? That's a tough choice. I mean, I get that because I think that just ties into the fact that they were lonely for all this time. No people interaction. So it's like, well, let's kill it and move along, you know? Well, that and probably in the back of their minds, they're like, she'll just get her born again anyway. Exactly. Um, My take on the episode is I just like how they... I feel they went in a little bit more detail with Tomo's character. I mean, you get a better understanding why he's such an asshole, you know, and how deviant he is, and pretty much how much revenge he wants to get on the people that outed him. Not outed him, but, you know, that ousted him. Yeah, that's the world I'm right. looking for. And he definitely doesn't win any Father of the Year awards. Never. <laughs> and I just wonder how people are going to are reacting to how he is in this, because, you know, as I said previously... In classic, Tomo like begged uh, Master Pharaoh ninety to um, save his daughter, and he would do anything. Whereas in Crystal, he's like, and in the manga, he's like, you know what? Sure, why not? Okay, cool. No problem. Here, it no problem. really had nothing to do with his daughter being saved. He at that point he considered his daughter a viable specimen. Mm-hmm. He was already experimenting on her by the time the accident happened. No, he experimented on her because of the accident. Yeah, I don't think that was more like an experiment. Oh, read, read it again. Right, I, go ahead. I don't know if you could say that uh, Soichi experimented on his daughter. I mean, I see it, but I looked at it more like he was trying to save her, you know. I guess he he was experimenting, but it was like he was just trying to save her life, you know. I don't think that factored into it at all. I think okay. that would have been a side effect. If it would have worked mm-hmm. and saved her, then great. Woohoo. But if it didn't, oh well. He didn't really and truly seem to care. Flat out said he was trying to make 
perfect specimen. Perfect gotcha. Okay, I thought he was referencing that till after all of that, you know, when he was looking at making the diamonds and so forth. Yeah. No, no, he was experimenting on her when the explosion happened. Right, no, okay. He yes, he was. No, uh, no he wasn't. No, wait, 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 wait. I think the explosion happened first. Yes. Then the... Um, the, the, uh, the experimenting. That's why I said it looked like he was trying to... He's looking at more of trying to save her as opposed to experimenting on her, you know? And if you guys go back and rewatch Crystal, though, he actually is experimenting on her when the explosion happened. No, he's not. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess after this, I can, I'll go back and, and double check. Because she's laying on a table when the aliens come in. Right, but the explosion happened before that. The in this now in the original anime the explosion and the aliens were at the same time in this there was he was doing ex- illegal experiments that had nothing to do with the aliens there was the fire that killed his wife and injured Hotaru and then later on he started experimenting on her and that's when the aliens he was originally experimenting on animals with uh, the I don't think it was made very clear of that no, because they, they, he's talking about one thing and they're putting pictures of other things up at the same time. It gets very confusing with the time, which was really stupid. All right, what about you, Mako-chan? Um, what about me what? He says, after the accident, I can... I mean, what was your favorite part of the episode? Uh, favorite part of the episode... Well, it was pretty much, you know, it was coming down to the showdown between the Outers and Sailor Moon and Tomo. They split and went their separate ways, you know? Oh, I, I found it amusing when Sailor Moon attacked the darkness. <laughs> we all it, found that amusing. That, that, no, that was the next episode, wasn't it? Well, that was the last one. Yeah, that that's... That was the one that we lost. Yeah. The very... The very end of it, she's you know they're going down into the basement. Up the elevator to go fight Tomoe. Yeah, and she's I'm gonna attack the darkness. Is there any Mountain Dew? Surprisingly worked. Yes, it worked very well. Yeah, but the question of the day is, was there any Mountain Dew? People still drink that crap. Yes. I'm just kidding. On occasion. When you need to drink something more potent than Coca-Cola or Pepsi, you go with Mountain Dew. Yes, because they did away with Surge. Surge came back. back. Uh, shows when I don't, I don't drink soda. I think you can only get it online through Amazon, though, because if I know, like, there's a convention, MAGFest, people show up m- with cases of it, okay? I'm just oh like... And I used to drink Surge, but I didn't like it because it, it was just too sugary for me. It was just like, what if you add crack to Mountain Dew? <laughs> You're not wrong. Mm-hmm. I lived off of Surge and Jolt because, you know, it's Surge and Jolt. I, I know that I lived off of Surge in college because, you know, work full-time, school full-time. I know that feeling all too well. I couldn't do that anymore, so... Anyway, so back to the episode. So, I really, uh, I think, I, uh, I, I really like the fact that Mamadou is useful. Mm-hmm. And he's supportive. He's actually in a support role like he's supposed to be. He's not taking everybody over. He's connected to them. He has powers. It's like if you call 1-800-BACKUP and Mamoru is there. Yep. Then we had the inners encased in wax, and the outers had to 
rescue them in the really cute touching moment where Usagi hugs uh, Uranus. Because, you know, we always have to question Usagi's sexuality from time to time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is it, can we just classify her as just asexual? She just loves everybody equally. That's not what asexual well, means. I, no. I, asexual I, means she doesn't like anybody. I mean pansexual. There you go. No, I agree with that. If it weren't for the fact that she has her true love, that girl would be everywhere. Mm, like Visa? Yep. Everyone would be Visa because it's where she wants to be. Hey yo. Hey yo. But I just I Shibiusa and Mamoru and Usagi are really, really awesome in this the way they should be. They're not the the anime counterparts. The original '90s anime, yeah, they're not them, and it's nice to see. I and definitely it, agree with that. Oh yeah. And, like, and all the girls get different attacks. That's really nice. They added that in. Maybe it was a fleshing things out kind of thing, but I mean, in the manga, I, it's always monster Sailor Moon kills it. Monster Sailor Moon kills it because it is Sailor Moon. But they did a really good job of giving everybody the ability to get get their hands dirty, so to speak. That and I mean in the manga, they the other sense you will do their attacks once and it's like you totally forget that they actually have attacks, you know? Right. Oh, and then we got to see um Hotaru protecting Chibiusa's soul. Yeah. It was stupid cute. Mm-hmm. You got to see how much Hotaru cares for her new friend. And they did a coloration club. Neo Queen Serenity had yellow hair again. Mm. Thankfully, it's technology, and they can fix it on the Blu-ray. If they want to. I, there'll probably be fans who are going to probably p- kind of point that out, you know? So, oh, and we got to see how lonely the outers were. Their, their jobs in the Silver Millennium suck. That, that, mm-hmm. That's cruel, you know? Can you imagine being the only person on your planet, and all you get to do is sit there and watch, you know? Uh, if something bad happens, you can go and kill it. And then you've got to go back and just sit there. Yeah, you know, I, well, I, just a thought, you know, it's like, you would think that the inner senshi would be, have like the same jobs as well to protect their own planet. But since they were part of uh, Serenity's royal court, you know, they could leave the planet and so forth, you know? Right. It sounds like since the outers were further away from the moon, they literally, they were the the first line of defense, so they just had to hunker down and keep watch, you know? Mm-hmm. And if anything came through, they killed it. They're, they're stronger for a reason, because there's only one of them. The three of them basically said we were never meant to come together. So that kills the whole Uranus and Neptune were in love thing, because, yeah. Because they never got to see each other. They were never supposed to come together. So, are you saying that whole the whole romance was like a plot device for the manga, or? Uh, I'm saying either Naoko chose her wording poorly, mm-hmm. or they were definitely not. There was no romance in the previous in their previous life. In their yeah, in their previous incarnations, there was definitely romance in their new life, but not their previous incarn their previous life. They were never. They never came. Right. They were isolated to their their planet. planet. The closest they, they could come, and this would be really pathetic, and I hope they never allude to this, is that they, you know, they knew of each other 
you know, because of what they were, they obviously knew of each other. And they had that whole distance longing thing going. I love you from over here, you know. Or, or maybe, you know, see timeline is a little confusing because it's like the inners are reincarnated and brought back to earth and the outers are just standing out there and it's like as things are going on they're they find themselves on earth and it's like oh no they got reincarnated they died okay. dropped the blade, they died and they were reborn on earth too they were okay, actually right. reborn because they're older they were reborn before usagi and the girls so they they were reborn they woke up they actually met first and you know what? Maybe that's that might have caused it. You know, if they met first and eventually their memories come back and they realize how lonely they were, that that could probably kickstart something. You know, because they would be the only people that understood what they meant. Exactly. You don't know how long Baruka and Chiru were doing their mission. We knew that they were. Uh, Haruka and Chiru were already established idols. That is something that doesn't happen overnight. It can happen quickly, but they get a million yen a month for their rent. So they've been doing this for a while. Uh-huh. They knew of each other for a while. So who knows? When they were 14 or 15, they kind of hooked up, and they've been working together as a senshi team ever since. You know, soon it wasn't, because we obviously saw her awakening. It's sort of like, you know, when you watch, like, those cop shows, like Law and Order or whatever, and you got your partner of 10 years, and they always allude to, like, you know, you're on the job more than you're at home. You know your partner more than your family. You get yourself, you find yourself closer to your partner, especially if your partner is female or opposite or whatever you like. You find yourself having, like, an affair with a coworker or something like that. It's, I mean, to me, it seems it's more like this with Haruka and Machiru. They're on the job. They're on the mission. They're trading information back and forth and getting to know each other. They're just building that bond that led to what we have now. Right. If there wasn't an attraction, there nothing would happen. Right. Anywho, so that's that's all I can think of for this one. Anybody else got any input on this particular act? Um, trying to see. Oh, I like the fact that Usagi is not a klutz in this. Mm-hmm. When the last fight scene, she was just flipping with the best of them, man. She did not fall on her face once. Bless my little girl's heart. Yeah, you could tell she was scared, but she's like, I gotta fight, I gotta do this, you know? Not whiny or any of that. And it's not, I don't mean to say I got it, it's more like, I have to do this. This what has to be done, you know? Shall we jump to our next episode? Uh, sure. The next episode, oh my god! Mm. And I remember telling y'all, yeah, message me when you finish watching the episode. (laughs) It was so good. This one, though, had some of the first, like, larger animation clubs, though. Oh, yeah? There were some serious um, eye problems. Holy shit, what was with her eyes? Oh, oh, that was awful. Whose eyes? Mistress Mistress Nine was on purpose. Mistress Nine and her, like, fucking clown eyes were on purpose. That was not okay. Really really messed up actually it was really weird because they were trying to show that Hotaru was like fucking her up from the inside mm-hmm. and they made her eyes like go every which way but Sunday like I don't maybe that was on purpose because if you notice Mistress Nine is getting a little bit more demonic it was on purpose but okay. there were actual two other ones 
Um, there was one where Hotaru was behind Mistress Nine and they really fucked up her eyes. They were trying to make her look angry and they kind of just made her look like a derp. Made her look like a derp with a unibrow. Hmm. And um, then they did the exact same thing to Usagi right after that. Like it was like a series of really fucked up eyes. And it was just like, ugh. Because they tried to make Usagi look angry right after that. And it was just like, yikes, guys. Yeah, whoever they had animating this episode does not know how to do anger well. Maybe they, maybe it was they, intern. They have problems with eyes. But we made it th- we made it almost to the end without any animation. Yeah, first. this is the first time that I've actually, besides the color of Neil Queen Sweater's hair, that I've been like, yikes. That's a continuity year. <laughs> So, Mako, go ahead. I know you're going to explode. Which part did you like? My very favorite part was, um, yeah, when Hotaru's spirit went to return Shibiusa's soul and crystal to her. And their whole, their whole little thing, you know, discussing about uh, how it was basically fate that they met and that they were destined to join together. Okay. Even though they were both girls. Okay, okay, okay. I- I'm watching that scene, and I'm just looking at it like, wow, y'all are more than friends, huh? Yes. I'm she looking at... said she loved her. Mm-hmm. This is not in the manga. Hotaru in the anime actually says, I love you. And the way that she said it and the wording that she used was not as a friend. She no. said Daisuke, if I remember. Daisuke. Like, she didn't say Aishteru, but she said Daisuke. And that is more than friends love. Yeah, because I was like, uh, buh? Yeah, because if you, because I'm like, I'm thinking about like you know if you if you type with your friends and shit goes down, uh, y- you're not gonna say that you know unless you know, but still no. Yeah, but yeah, at yeah. this point, I think it was more that Hotaru knew that she was basically dying. Mm-hmm. That she was as soon as she was done handing Usag, uh, handing Chibiusa back over to her body, that she was basically dead. So at this point, she's basically you know dying and saying you know what i love you mm-hmm. which is very very sad if you think about it it was now something that i was slightly confused by um now to, as i'm watching the episodes when i hear the word host i'm just thinking like they need a body to put mistress nine in or this this or that you know and they're saying it in the episode but i'm seeing Hotaru holding like the spirits of the inner sense. I'm like, wait, what is the word mean at this point? You know, because I couldn't figure out if Mistress Nine was saying hosts in re- regards to the bodies of the inners or the spirits. They're she talking, they say hosty, but mm-hmm. they mean spirit. Okay, that's just their thing, that's their word mm-hmm. for it, right. Basic, basically, from the beginning, what you get is their people from God. What is their star system? Tau. No, yeah, the Tau system. What they do is they extract the soul, the host. Mm-hmm. They eat it for energy, and they take the bodies over by putting eggs inside. Okay. They are parasites. Gotcha. Which would explain why they look like mutated bugs when they pop up. Ah. So this is like aliens. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. 
and the fact that Hotaru had the strength of will to keep Mistress Nine trapped in the bodies and in her body for as long as she did was awesome. Yeah, and on top of that, being able to remove everything that she removed from her body mm-hmm. then. Right. Because she then removed Five the souls. four inners, souls. Yep. And was able to return them and then removed not only a soul, but a physical object. Mm-hmm. And right. was able to return that. Okay. Now, one thing, if you watch the episode, um, right after when Mamoru said he's on his way and he did his transformation, if you listened carefully, there was a throwback to, cl- to the classic episodes. There was a particular sound effect that was played at the end. What was it? You know the whole, like that Spanish sound effect when Tuxedo Mask appears in classic? The guitar. Guitar, yeah. Yeah. If you listen carefully, there's a slight chord similar to that in this episode. Nice. I liked that they actually kept the line in this about him feeling like he was giving his Yep, at least um, Hotaru was able to give him some energy back as well. It's like, I got you, you know? He gets his own insta change. Yeah, he got a very quick transformation. Yeah, I was hoping for long and drawn out. Me too. I think he needed one like the girls. Just once. Well, I guess given his ending sequence, I think that would be it. that was enough, you know? <laughs> The Yugorific ending sequence. <laughs> Every time I watch that now, I'm just like, yeah, that's fucking Yuga. Yeah, yeah, that's her. Yep. So I think it's kind of awesome that the Outers are so powerful. They were able to briefly seal Mistress Nine, you know, mm-hmm. in their little bubble. She actually got pretty pissed. She's like, the fuck is you, man? Tadio shit. Totally shed a tear when when Hotaru's spirit went loose. Mm-hmm. I think we all had a moment of silence. Yeah. And it was really, really, really awesome that we got to see Super Sailor Chibi. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Speaking of, one thing I liked is when, when Chibi Moon appeared and did a pink sugar heart attack and blasted uh, Mistress Nine. The way she had her head down, she looked like she was ready to fuck some shit up, you know? Well, her best friend... I know. I, am. I, oh, I know, I get that, but I'm just saying, I just like how they set that up, you know? You could see, because I expected her to look up and just be more angry, you know? But Yeah. And her determination got her her own uh, chalice, you know? This one, while it had some stuff in there, it was a pretty cut-and-dried episode. Mm-hmm. So, my takeaway wasn't, if it was, excuse me, was the fact that they are not going to be afraid to pursue the Hotaru and Shibuyusa <clears throat> friendship. <clears throat> yes. Yes, but it's... You realize that Shibuyusa is just like her mom later on. Whoops. She loves everybody. Mm-hmm. She loves everybody, and everybody loves her. Coming soon to the CW. She's not obnoxious, so it's it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Coming soon to the CW. Everybody loves Chibi Yusa. So yeah, including horses. Oh, really? D- did you really have to? Mm-hmm. The fact that she gets herself a phallic horse gets me. <laughs> Look at my horse. My horse is amazing. Give it a lick. 
in a strip club, you know, trying to get their daddy issues out, you know? No, Usagi doesn't have daddy issues. She's fine. Shibiusa does. Yeah. I mean, she wanted to shag her own pops. And then she kind of flirts with a horse that has the crystal of her own pops. Maybe there are things going on in Naoko's life that she's alluding to, you know? Or maybe it's just Japanese society, because you know they have a big brother-sister, you know, family incest kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They some messed up, messed up folks sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Because there's also way many ways you can say big brother and then big brother, you know? Yeah. I've seen hentai like that. A lot of us have. I've seen a lot of hentai like that. We know there you've seen a lot of that hentai like that. And you're sitting there going, really? Yeah. Are you reflecting yeah. back on these said hentais? Or it's Shinji, just weird. Shinji, who has a thing for the reincarnate, well, the clone of his mom. And then comes the realization that Gendo's been there already several times. 500 different clones? Yeah. Mm. If Sigmund Freud was alive, he'd give a, a thumbs up. <laughs> but anyway, so what are we looking forward to next? In the next episode. I'm looking forward to uh, a brand new senshi. Yeah. Let's see the full power of Super Sailor Chibi Moon. By the time this is over, we get to see what an awesome force that Sailor Moon is. The fact that because of who she is and how she handles her business, none of her senshi have to be alone again. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think that's actually really awesome. Although, I still want to know, you know, what happens to the four outers in Crystal Tokyo. Because if she sends them back to their planets, I'm going to be really mad at her. I can't imagine her doing that, though. She doesn't. That doesn't seem like Usagi. No, but it seems like something they might do. But that means if she didn't send them, they could come and visit and stuff. It'd be yeah. one thing if they hung out there for all eternity like they did the last time. But, you know, they can take shore leave every once in a while. Yeah, because I would think that since the Outer Sense, you're so used to being alone, and then we have Crystal Tokyo and all of this is going on, they're like, I don't know how to interact around these people. I'm going back to my planet. But they were born on Earth, so before they woke up, they would have had like 14, 15 years of being human. They just happened to have the memories of what happened the last time around. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Maybe it's more like a longing to be back at their home planet, you know, just for a little bit here and there. Well, for me, it would be, it seem more like Japanese are really good about duty, where Americans aren't so much. Yeah. So they would know that their duty would be to hang out on their planets. So they would probably be like, you know what, this is where I'm supposed to be. I'll just come and visit every once in a while because, you know, it just sucks being out here by myself. That and- yeah, I, I, I can see that, especially after what happens in the last arc. Yes. The other thing they didn't get into in this, but I could have sworn in the either the original anime or somewhere in one portion of the manga, 
their castles actually have computer systems. So I wonder if they were able to communicate with those or if that was just a purely 890s anime thing. It, I think that's how they did it the last time. They went to what? their castles. No, it was the stars are Yeah. Yeah, that's the la- that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, because in the in the very last section, they go back to their castles, and it's like, oh, hey, look, we do have places to actually be out here. Well, the other thing is that actually negates what I said about uh, Uranus and Neptune, because maybe they couldn't hang out together, but they apparently they had, you know, Skype. So while they're supposed to be paying attention to everything that's going on, they could actually talk to each other once in a while. Mm-hmm. So that wouldn't suck as bad. You still can't see them in person, and you still have to be alone on your planet. But it sure beats, you know, you can have Skype running in the background and chat with somebody every once in a while, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. but given at that time this was going on, like was like late 80s, early 90s, and it, you didn't have unlimited data, so they were charging by the kilosecond. So, you know, <laughs> that bill had to be reduced. Dunculus. Could you just imagine uh, Neo Queen Serenity just opening the uh, AOL bill and just seeing this, you know, the cost of intergalactic communications? <laughs> no, 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 no. They were running on moon, uh, on moon time. So, and that all ran through the moon castle. So that was all free for them. Okay. All right. I, I can get with that. They're using crystal technology. They got it covered. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. So... It still would have sucked. It still would have sucked hardcore, but at least they had somebody to talk. Although, you don't know about Pluto. She was still by the gates of time. There was no communicating with anyone. She was the one that had her ass planted by itself with no one to communicate with. That Mm -hmm. was given. There probably wasn't enough money and the funds to build out the network that far. What are they going to do? Give her a window to go with the door? It's a window that goes to the wall. (sighs) (laughs) it makes me wonder for something though what is it well we know that at least the outers had their own castles right why is it then in the old toys only the inners got toy castles now we know that uh venus has a castle too she went there at one point i don't remember what the hell for but she has a castle we've seen it it might have been in sailor v i don't know i'd have to look it up that is saturn yeah, because I, I know that there was a castle toy set, kind of like the Polly Pocket kind of thing. And if I remember correctly, it's just the inner senshi that have them. I remember. Well, did that come here to the States or no? Yes, it did, because I own two of them. Okay. Maybe it was because, you know, it was more focused on the inner senshi, because if you think about it, we watch more episodes with the inners than with the outer senshi, so, you know... Yes, but this was an American toy. I know. I mean, brought it, over by Bandai. Yeah, but when this toy this did not make it into what was released in America, right? Uh, so um, Venus's castle is Magellan Castle, just so you know. Okay. Uh, I I be doing my Google soon. Pardon me. Mm. There it is. The castles of all of the castles appear first the first time during the Dream Arc Act Forty One. Okay. Everybody minus Saturn gets a castle. Yeah, because if she had a castle, she'll put the glaive down and be destroyed. Mariner Castle is Mercury. Magellan is Venus. Phobos and Deimos Castle is Mars. Io Castle is Jupiter. Titan is Saturn. No, Saturn's got one. There it is. 
Miranda Castle is Uranus, Triton is Neptune, and uh, Karen or Sharon, depending on how you want to pronounce it, is Pluto. Mm. So there we go. They all got castles. Still not discussed in the anime, though. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I could have sworn we saw some sort of castle for the outers at some point in the original anime, but it's been so long since I watched the damn thing, I don't remember. Mm. I've seen season one and season two like a bazillion times. It's the rest of the seasons I keep forgetting to go rewatch. Because it's it's harder, you have to admit, up until now, it was really hard to get your hands on those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, we get Saturn. Yaten's really quiet because she's actually reading the next chapter. Sorry. That's good. Well, before we get into that, let's talk about what recently science has discovered. Oh, you're talking about the asteroid? The chibi moon. Yes, we have a chibi moon. How much you how much you want to bet before somebody puts two and two together? We have a moon. We have a mini moon. Someone's going to try to put up a change.org petition to rename Earth the Tuxedo Common. <laughs> no. No. I just tell everybody, you know, we've got our mini moon now, so that means mm-hmm. that we have Crystal Tokyo is coming. Just bend over and kiss your ass. Bye. Better Crystal Tokyo than Skynet. Oh, 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 oh. Am I right or am I right? I ain't arguing that one. Oh, <laughs> shit. I never thought to go there, man. Well, I did see a advertiser earlier for like some for a site company called Skynet Communications, and it just kind of popped up, you know. We made a joke with Holly this weekend. We said, "All right, for those of you who don't know, our best friend Holly, we cosplay with her. She's our Sailor Moon." And we said to her, "All right, they found Chibi Moon. So when are you going to start Crystal Tokyo?" But I'm um, Ching. Hey yo. <laughs> She's tiny too. She's Sailor Moon sized. You can put it right in your pocket. Face it, Holly is Polly Pocket. I'm not even kidding. She makes me feel like a freaking Jolly the Green Giant. I'm 6'1". How do you think I feel? You are not. Yes, I am. Anywho, big kitty. Anything else? Nothing I can really think of. Want to let them know what we're going to be doing with the last few episodes of the podcast? We're talking about that. Yep. Yeah, so we've got an episode next week which is based off of today's episode. And then the final episode will air next Monday. And, yeah. We were going to discuss, we're going to have, like, a, a, a discussion the week after that um, with a an overview of what we've watched so far, and we're going to talk about the new musical that's coming out. Mm-hmm. And all the drama behind it. Right? But, uh, so, at this point, we've got three seasons under our belt, and three musicals, so it'd be a good time for a recap episode. Yep, and for the record, if and when, what am I saying if for? When we get uh, season four of Sailor Moon Crystal, we will be back, and hopefully it'll be at a time where we can watch them do the podcast, it'll just kind of... Or fall together on its own. Yeah, this episode releasing on a Monday thing bites. Which is why I'm kind of glad we're not doing a live podcast of this, because I'd probably be losing my freaking mind by this point. Yeah. All right, was there anything else that we wanted to discuss? I'm good. We got Hotada to tell Chibi you, so we lo- she loved her. That made me uh-huh. happy. We got a dice geek. Ding, 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 ding. 
two lesbians in one show. I'm so happy. Sorry. Who inv- <laughs> so you're saying Ellen came over? Oh. <laughs> Keep swimming. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway, um, where can all of our lovely listeners find you guys? All right. So we're on Facebook. Um, we Now that we're back from the con, we are going to be extremely active. Um, our personal page, which is being flooded with love live bullshit. <laughs> I did a little trash you. Oh, we are idol trash from hell right now. Um, but you're amazing idol trash, so. Eh, we don't look so amazing because we had an illness this weekend. But um, we are Kinmoku Revolution for our personal page. Our business page is Starlet.Creations for Facebook. We will be releasing a ton of new Sailor Moon crap over the next few weeks. So if you like Sailor Moon merchandise and if you cosplay, please come check us out because we have a lot of really cool stuff coming down the line you're going to love. You can also find us on Twitter and on Tumblr and especially on Instagram because I do a lot of pictures of what I'm actually working on in real time. And maybe one of these days, Ron will teach me how to be not so internet stupid and I'll start doing some live streams, but we're Starlet Creations on those. Well, I would gladly be able to do that. I, doing a live stream is pretty fun. So when, whenever y'all ready, I'll show y'all how to do it. But until then, um, right after you're done checking out the awesome wares of Starlet Creations and the awesome cosplays of Kinmoka Revolution, you could join me, Mako Chan, Ari Rockefeller, Avalon, Ichigo, and the whole crew over at Anime Jam Session Tuesday nights at 9.30 on the Vogue Network uh, with replays Thursdays at 2. Um, if we're not over there, you can definitely check out our Facebook page at Anime Jam Session, our YouTube, Anime Jam Session TV, our website, AnimeJamSession.com, and we usually do pop up at various anime conventions on the East Coast, most likely in the Tri-State area. So, if you see us, come by, say hi, we'll do selfies, we'll chill and have a good time, you know? That's how we roll. Okay. So, thanks for listening. Our podcast runs every week and will usually be posted before the weekend. Catch us on iTunes and visit our Facebook group at The Crystal Chronicles. You can check out our website, too, at thecrystalchronicles.com, where we will be posting news, information, and episode breakdowns. Sailor Moon says, see you next time. For more information about this podcast, check us out at thecrystalchronicles.com. Thanks for listening. Podcast no hikari wa no message. Kimi kawa te ashokyo.